And we're back. It's another week. It's just me and Carl this week. We still don't know where the other two are. And bless them. I don't know. We have to check the milk cartons. How are you, Carl? I'm all right, Martin. How are you? How was your Christmas? It was actually really nice. I worked up until the 24th. I can't make jokes about working on those days because I don't know who listens to these podcasts. <laughs> I was definitely working flat out up until Christmas. And then I had the rest of the time off and I came back on the first day. It was really nice, actually. I think I'm not one for prolonged leave. I don't think I could take three weeks off over Christmas. I'd start crawling the walls. It was a perfect week off, a couple of extra days for the bank holidays, watched some Netflix, chilled out with my family. It was really nice. Et. Way too much, but that's not enough. Chilled out with your family? That's not usually... They don't go in the same ten sentence. Chill well, it out and family. It, well, it started to get to the tipping point. We played... There's a game called Frustration. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Yes. We played that, and my dad is very competitive. So I thought there was going to be some divorce papers being signed after that. But we played one game, then we played Cluedo, which... People were cheating at, so my dad just <laughs> didn't want to play after that. <laughs> I'm not playing my game, I'm not playing. He's very particular about people cheating. Even though the game means absolutely nothing to anyone, we were just having a laugh. He wanted a win. So after two games, anything after that, and, you know. Did he smack the board up in the air, so all the bits are flying everywhere? He's not that bad, but it doesn't matter who you are. He'll tell you to your face that you're cheating, you're not <laughs> playing the game properly, and you need to sort it out. So after that, people just don't want to play anymore because he takes the fun out of it. <laughs> but the fun for me is watching him tear everyone apart. I worked all over Christmas. I say worked. I did the same thing. It was very, very quiet. I mean, he just had to be there. That's all he was. Yeah. And check for the uh, occasional email. So, you know, I'd be watching a movie or, or playing a game or something, but I'd have the sound on on the laptop. So if an email came in or Skype message or whatever, it'd just make a beep. So I knew something was happening, but, yeah. you know, someone has to be there. So, and now we're in um, January. So you got any New Year's resolutions? I clearly need to lose weight. That's a big one. And I'm going to try and... I need to lose weight isn't a resolution. Well, it sort of is, what, isn't it? What's, it would lead to a resolution. Well, I need... Well... Weight loss, I guess, is a resolution, or maybe just changing the way I look at food and my relationship. <laughs> Don't look at it, just shove it in. Food. Yeah, usually it's just what's on the plate, though, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's going down the hatch. But, uh, You're just watching something and you've just eaten your food and I have no idea what I just I didn't look at it. <laughs> yeah, but even look, if I'm watching something or I'm playing a game or I'm doing something that's got my full attention, you could put whatever you want on that plate. It's just going down the hole. So what are you going to do about your weight loss, Carl? Are you going to exercise? Are you, are you going to take up mountain climbing, mountain biking? I'm going to start, I'm going to focus on my diet first, try and find a combination of foods and a routine that suits me. Because what people tend to do, and this is why most resolutions fail, is that they go from zero to 100 in the space of two days and then they expect their body to catch up. You're supposed to do it incrementally. You make small changes. Yeah over time then after a couple of months you reassess and then you make more small changes it's not just i've gone from this diet to this diet overnight and then you expect your body to function as it would your body just well it just shuts down basically and that's why most people by february have had enough yeah so i'm gonna yeah. make small changes i'm not gonna jump into it diet and exercise yeah what, what exercise are you gonna do 
walking mostly. Walking's very good. I lost I lost a lot of weight a good few years ago by walking, and it's easy to do. Yeah, gen- generally walking. I don't like running because I terrible at it. Oh, I used to play rugby when I was younger. You wouldn't think it, but I've got a couple of injuries from that. I've, my knees are gone. I've got I did something with my ankle, so I can't. Like mountain running or any sort of prolonged running, I'd never be able to do marathons because my knees and my ankles would give out. So walking is the perfect way, sort of very low velocity exercise. It's very good for you in general. It's good for the mind as well because it allows you to get outside. Brisk walks. Yeah. and I'm going to do that for a bit, see how that goes, change my diet slowly. And then after a couple of months, maybe I'll start incorporating some lifting and so on and so forth. But I'm, I'm not rushing it now. I've always rushed the things in the past. And that's sort of one of my other resolutions as well, is just to slow down a little bit. Well, to be successful, it's got to be a lifestyle change. Yeah. You can't just go on these crash diets. They do more harm than good. They just shock your body because all of a sudden you've gone from eating pies and cakes to celery and tomatoes. Yeah. And that does nobody no good. And to lose weight at more than about two pounds a week is not the healthiest thing to do. No. I mean, sometimes people lose a lot of weight and it's actually worse for yeah, them yeah. because of the way they've done it, the foods that they've eaten, the amount of exercise that they've done, their body just becomes, well, it just starts shutting down. It's so run down. And I don't want to be that person that pays for all the gym equipment, the memberships, all these culinary things. And then after a month, they just go, well, fuck it. Yeah, I don't think you need to. I mean, no uh, gym equipment, no. Yeah, like you say, walking costs you nothing. Yeah. I mean, I just bought two nice new pairs of walking boots. I got some of them black leather ones that you see old men wearing with long socks and shorts and, yeah. and a walking <laughs> pole. I got some of them. And I've also got the um, the softer, lightweight ones, um, which is still leather, actually. Uh, according to the label, they're still leather uppers, but they look more like trainers. Yeah. I know the ones. But the mid ones, so they cover my ankle as well. So when I'm walking across rocks, I'm not going to fall over the twisted ankle and stuff. So what about food then, diet? What are you going to, are you easing into that? And what's your preference? And this is a good time of the year now to discuss it because it's Veganuary. Yeah, it's Veganuary. We just indulged in some vegan sausage rolls. And I have to admit that they're actually nicer than regular sausage yes. rolls in terms of the, the flavor, the taste, and just the experience of eating it, it wasn't as greasy and as... Yeah. I didn't feel dirty after eating <laughs> a vegan it, sausage it, roll. Yeah, it's not porn, Carl. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I felt dirty after eating that. <laughs> you know, it's like when you're shoveling down a greasy sausage down your mouth. Um, <laughs> but it was a pleasant experience. They were, it was seasoned nicely. It tasted... I mean, they've made it taste like a sausage roll, I guess, just to promote it to people... Yeah, who yeah. would eat sausage rolls on a regular basis. But I, I actually quite enjoyed it. But as it's a vegan one, does that mean you wouldn't have fat and and butter and stuff in the pastry? You wouldn't right have there, dairy products. Dairy products or animal products. So it wouldn't have, um, it probably wouldn't have animal fats. They may substitute it for um, like olive oils or sunflower oils or something else. It wouldn't have tallow or anything that comes from an animal. And you're right, it wouldn't have any butter or any dairy in it as well, so there'd have to be substitutes for that. Yeah. But you wouldn't notice. The, the pastry is lovely, the, the content is nice. It's actually quite a quite a nice thing. 
So, well, I, I actually went to Greg's this morning with the intention of picking up those new vegan steak bakes they've been talking about, which is, um, I think it's chunks of soy, soya, yeah. whatever it is, corn, corn perhaps. Probably corn or something, some sort of variant. Um, but they said they weren't in stock until the 18th, which is next, next or oh, actually by the time this, by the time this podcast goes out. It was yesterday. It, it'll probably been a couple of days ago, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so, yeah, they're coming in on the 8th, so we, we haven't been able to try them yet, which is why I got the vegan sausage rolls. But I looked at the nutritional value yesterday on those vegan steak bakes, and the fat, it was like huge amounts of fat. And it's, there's the fat that you eat, isn't there? And then there's the fat that sort of stays in your body, and I can't remember what the phrase is for that now. Saturated. Saturated, yeah. The saturated fat was something like 20%, I think it was, or 25% of your daily intake, which was a lot. It's a lot for one product. Yeah, yeah. it was the high in salt, the high in saturated fat. So not healthy. No meat, perhaps, but but definitely not healthy when you look at the amount of fat and salt and everything that's in there. Well, I think that's what people need to be cognizant of, is that they think that Regardless of what it is, vegan products are always going to be healthier than normal products. And then they probably are in the sense that, that well, it's, it's, it's difficult because depending on the ingredients list, there may be just as many additives as there would be yeah. for a normal steak bake. It's just the, the meat is being replaced by a vegetable alternate. So that part may be healthier, you can argue. But it doesn't mean that the rest of it's going to be. There's still going to be additives and food colorings and all those other things that you generally shouldn't eat. So just taking out the meat and replacing it with vegetables or soy or whatever it is, it doesn't necessarily mean no, it's going to be no, healthy no, for no. you. So if people think that they can eat anything they want whenever they want just because it's labeled as vegan, then they're not going to... No, you've still got all this fat you've still coursing through your look. arteries and yeah. your heart and, uh, and You need everything. to look at what you're doing. And I think... It's strange because normally January is some month. I think last year it was dry January, so people didn't drink for a month just to see how that would affect them. This year is Veganuary. I think there's I think there's a carnivore alternative as well where people go to the other end of the spectrum where they eat only meat and nothing else. So I think January is the month of... Jordan Peterson. I've been interested in that because he's... Mental. Well, there's that. I love him, though. I think he's great. There's a case for that diet because he's cured a lot of his autoimmune diseases and a lot of his autoimmune problems just by eliminating certain foods. So he, he basically went to eating meat, and then over time he's incrementally adding in little things here and there just to see how his body reacts. And fundamentally, that's how anyone should... Yeah. Should diet really? This is it's an excellent template for resetting your body, just to really figure out what you should be eating and what you shouldn't. I can't eat overly fibrous vegetables. I've got like a mild case of IBS. So if I eat too much broccoli, it absolutely destroys my stomach and my digestion system because it can't process the the roughage, if you will, then of broccoli. So I try to eat. Well, I should eat sort of low GI vegetables, but carnivore is interesting. It sort of eliminates all sugars, all grains, most if not all carbohydrates, and you eat in a very, very 
high-protein, high-fat diet. That may work for some people. It probably won't work for some others. But I think it's interesting. Sugar is a big issue and talking point lately, isn't yeah. it? People avoiding sugar. I, my, my thing with this is you see so many items now in the shops, in the grocery stores, that will print on them. They'll have the normal version, which doesn't say this product has added sugar, yeah. but then you'll see next to it, um, no added sugar or salt. Well, why are you adding sugar and salt in the first place? When you and, eat and those, not you telling me why? Because yeah, but you 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 like I like the beans with no sugar and no salt only because now I got used to them. Yeah, because I buy them because it says no added sugar or salt. I think that must be better for me because beans are really good anyway. Isn't it? Yeah, the baked beans in tomato sauce and stuff really healthy. It's part of your healthy heart sort of diet. Smoking and pies, mm, not so much. <laughs> But um, yeah, I, and I because I have the the muesli. I always have muesli in the mornings, so I can take my uh, blood pressure tablets. Um, I don't like to take them on an empty stomach, and, and I, that's the one I buy. And it says no added sugar or salt. But I can't really tell the difference now, probably because that's that's what I eat all the time. Yeah, you're probably used to the taste. Now my mate um, pinched some of my beans the other day because he'd run out. Because I came down the stairs and. He went, fucking beans, he said. No added salt. He said, it fucking awful. I said, well, why did you buy them then? Oh, wait, they're mine, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just giggling away to himself. But but he doesn't like them. He he's just does not like the uh, no added sugar and, and salt stuff. Well, we've become accustomed to those things. You don't realize how much sugar and salt are added in the certain products. And you have to be very careful of low-fat products as well. They may be low-fat but they add extra sugar to compensate yeah. for the flavor of taking the fat out, so you need to be very careful. But the carnivore diet is interesting. It does fascinate me, mainly because, you know, it's a diet where you get to eat a lot of steak and eggs. And, all right, for most people, that would sound pretty appealing, to be honest. And it's also very, very easy. There's no preparing vegetables. Usually when you prepare... A Sunday roast, the vegetables are the fiddliest part. You've got to chop this and chop that. There's peeling stuff, there's skins, there's all this other nonsense. But with that, it's just, you get a steak, you put some seasoning on it, you cook it, you eat it. All that's left really is maybe a little bit of fat and some eggshells. It's, it's pretty simple and I'm, I want to be, I want to simplify my life in 2020. No stress, no worrying. So if that helps me sort of meditation have you tried that that's on my list meditation is definitely on there everyone has been recommended yeah there's loads of different versions online you just go on there and say mm, nice short meditation i want to do yeah. a meditation for five minutes or something because you i find it you try and do it for 20 minutes and you'll think i have got 20 minutes to spare now to do that which defeats the object i mean the whole yeah. point is it that you get completely relaxed and wound down and in, in the moment the moment you start talking to yourself about oh i've been sitting here for six minutes it's it's, it's over yeah. at that point and i think it's another thing where you've got to do it incrementally as well. You start off for five minutes, and then after a while, maybe you'll naturally start taking longer and longer, and then eventually you'll just kind of find your own rhythm in that sort of regard. So I'm looking forward to that. A lot of people have recommended it. And a lot of these things are for free as well. You don't yeah. have to pay. Like I might try yoga as well. Yoga seems like a quite a good way of sort of getting back into the exercise regime, stretching your arms, stretching your legs, maybe something simple and light. Again, all you have to really buy 
is a yoga mat, but you don't really need that. Just chuck a towel on the floor. Yoga pants? Are you going to buy yoga pants? Nobody wants to see my ass in yoga <laughs> pants. <laughs> I'll stick to shorts for now, and then we'll see where it goes. But, yeah, that, that's what I don't buy into. Companies love January because they know that any health product is going to sell. Yeah, yeah. They sell so much stuff, you know, all the equipment, cycling equipment, gym equipment, gym memberships. People sign up for like a year-long gym membership to say, yeah, I'm definitely going to do this. I'm committed. They're gone after a couple of weeks and the gym are laughing because you've got all these people paying for a year-long membership and the gym is just yeah. as empty as it was before Christmas. So I, I tend not to buy into that stuff. I, I like to do my own thing at my own pace and see where it goes. But the meditation thing, I, I did something like I, I, I check my pulse occasionally on um, on my phone, which seems quite quite an accurate thing. Um, and I was sitting there one day all relaxed and chilled and everything. I think I'd just been watching something, a uh, movie or something, and I checked my pulse and just for argument's sake, it was like 78. Yeah. Uh, and then I did about five or ten minutes of uh, meditation that I'd looked up on the internet to see how to do it. Um, checked it again after that. It was like 68. It had dropped 10 beats a minute. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and I wasn't stressed before. I was just chilling out watching a movie. So I was totally relaxed, but it brought it down even for yeah. them, you know. And the lower your resting heartbeat, beat the, 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 the better, well, unless, yeah. it, unless it stops. So you don't want it that Yeah, low, it's sort of a nice medium. You don't want it, <laughs> you don't want it to be too fast or... Literally, you're dead. Yeah. So, you know, a nice, you don't want it to be overworked. And that's what it's good for, you know. A lot of people in this modern age don't seem to have enough time to do anything, even though they're not really doing much. They seem to stress themselves out with activities that they oppose, impose on themselves. You know, I've been doing the job for a while now. It's not, it's not that stressful, to be honest. You get used to it after a while. But I've always been someone who's prioritized work over everything else. I always do a lot more than I should in work. Yeah, it's, it's been of some benefit to me, but ultimately... Teacher's pet. Yeah, exactly. I'm the guy that goes in with an apple every day. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I think it's time just to, just to slow down a bit now. I don't want to be working any more than I should. I've done enough of that in the past to get where I am. I just need to chill out for a year now. So, sort myself out. So exercise is on the list. You're gonna do <clears throat> you're gonna do more walking. Exercise, meditation. Sort my diet out. Meditation. Maybe journaling as well. That's a big thing at G the moment. Journaling. Not right, you know, dear diary. Yeah. You know, Martin was mean again to me today <laughs> for the ninth week in a row. I'm starting to question our friendship. You know, just it's more of a but that would go without saying. I don't think anybody needs to actually add that to a diary. Yeah. Well, to be fair, the day I come in and you're not mean to me, I'd be like, are you okay, Martin? Do we need to have a chat? Because I'm so used to it. But it's more of a sort of a tracker thing. So you say, you know, it's like today I did this, you know, like brief little state. It's, it's, it's not maybe not a journal per se then, maybe a log of what you're doing just so you can flip through it and you can make sure that you're making progress in the right direction. I'm laughing because I was going to say to you, have I been mean to you today? <laughs> but I remember the first sentence when I picked you up. Oh, I see you've got your Sunday shirt on, Carl. Although it looks like you've slept in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, Martin's all right today. 
So that statement is spot on. <laughs> and I always observe you talking to other people, and I know the first thing out of your mouth is, it's generally, all right, insult, and then you carry on with the working day. So, uh, Rod, you can't compliment people these days because that's sexual harassment now. It's a minefield. You can't. It's like, oh, you're looking nice today. I beg your pardon. Yeah, I know. Oh, your yeah. daughter looks nice. Um, she's like something else. It's like, oh, fuck me. Like, I'm just not going to speak to anyone anymore then. And speaking of that, we were talking about Veganuary and the Ricky Gervais speech about how he absolutely annihilated Hollywood and their woke culture. <laughs> I think that needed to be said, and a lot of people should watch that and realise how how hypocritical they are. And ironically, they, they were serving a vegan menu in this yes, award show they were, yeah. because they want to reduce their impact to the environment. Let's not forget that all these celebrities flew... To that venue on private jets, private limousines, private this, private mm. that. They spent tens of thousands of dollars on their dresses and uh, all this yeah. other nonsense. Eating a fucking vegan meal isn't going to save the environment. If anything, they should have made them get there themselves by public transportation or using existing transport infrastructure so they're not... These people can't go on a bus. How dare they go on a bus? I, mean, I don't go on a bus and mix with common people. I quite like the bus. Although later this year I should be getting a bus pass. I can't wait till you get a bus so pass. So I know I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try it out, and then I, once I realise I'm on there with like junkies and and people that claim benefits and stuff, it'll be right. Okay, I'll just use a car from now on. We've already started planning what we're gonna buy you. <laughs> Maybe a blow up Zimmer frame, <laughs> a little tartan blanket. Yeah, flask. Get you one of those SOS bracelets just in case you <laughs> shit yourself on the bus. <laughs> a small sandwich box. But that speech, as it's trending now, it, it's completely exposed the Hollywood culture for what it is. And, and I think people are starting to get sick of these award shows as well. Just all these celebrities tapping themselves on the back for being, you know, the societal elite. And they're just hypocrites. They, they come out with all these statements which they have, they just, they just don't care. They're saying it because their brand or the companies that they're working for want to be associated mm. with a certain message. So they're just saying it for the sake of saying it. They're just a shill. They don't actually mean it at all. And he called them out for it. And they weren't expecting it, and they were shocked. Particularly the Harvey Weinstein comment, I think that ruffled a lot of feathers. And so it should, because a lot of them knew exactly what he was doing, but they didn't want to say anything because they wanted to further their own careers. And they didn't want to scupper their opportunities of working with him in the past yeah. in the future sorry I stopped watching all the um, the movie awards shows for the last couple of years ever since I saw one of them and it might have been I can't remember which one it was it might have been the Oscars or whatever when Robert De Niro was on there and he made this big speech about and it was all political and it was all about Trump and all this sort of and I thought this this sorry but no this is not the place for that yeah. I'm watching this because he's celebrating you know all this wonderful filmmaking and stuff and not just actors you know directors producers yeah. cameramen scripts and all this sort of stuff I don't hear you a shit about what you think of Donald Trump I'm not interested I'll go and watch the news or I'll go and watch something else if I want that talk about the movies yeah. and celebrate the movies that's why we're here 
So I stopped watching it because of that. But of course, I, you, Ricky Gervais is on there doing a monologue, yeah. so you have to watch it for that. But I, I haven't watched the rest of the. Uh, I um, just watched his clips. I've thing. watched compilations of his small segments where he there's the monologue at the start, and then there's little scenes where he introduces people. Yeah, I haven't seen him for yet. the awards. There's some cracking ones in there, but. I think it needed to be said, particularly this year, and I hope it sets the scene for the rest of the year as well, about how people treat these celebrities and just the, the culture in general of idolizing these people. They're not people to idolize. They will literally do anything for a paycheck. They don't care about politics, people, what directors are doing in the background, like the whole Harvey Weinstein thing. They, they don't care. Mm. They will happily push that aside if it means they can propel their own career. But then ironically they'll speak out against all those horrible things just because the company they're working for tells them to when they they don't mean it. It's just it's all fake. Do you think anybody can sort of have the impact that, that Ricky Gervais has? The trouble is now, right, if you have a different host on there, if they try and be like G- Ricky Gervais, then they're going to be accused of trying to be like Ricky Gervais. Yeah. If they don't, they're going to be pandering to these celebrities. So you're in this situation. You can't win. He's... He set the benchmark very high <laughs> and it's going to be difficult for anyone to go into that role yeah. and try and exceed what he's done or pander to the celebrities. If they're good enough, maybe they'll make a joke about that and just, you know, go on the stage and say, well, fuck either way what I say. I don't know what to say. Yeah. We'll just sort of see how it goes. But it's going to take a very specific type of person to follow Ricky Gervais in those shows. There's been a few hosts in between then who haven't really been noticed, if I'm being honest. Can we get Jonathan Pyder hosted? I'd love that. He's he's fast becoming one of my favourite uh, YouTube channels just for his the way that he speaks. And I think they need someone to give these people a reality check. If they want a comedian on the show, they have to accept that those comedians are going to rib them a little bit and not just in the way that most of them do. It's like, ha, 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 look at you. You're so rich and successful. It's, you know, really going yeah. for the nads like Ricky Gervais did. And all right, he made a joke about Leonardo DiCaprio basically saying that you're in a relationship with a lot of young, beautiful women. Yeah, yeah. And in fairness, he took it, he took it on he the laughed. chin. Yeah, yeah, I could see him laughing. And, you know, that was quite mild because you're basically saying, oh, look at you dating all these beautiful young supermodels. And he's just like, well... What, what can you really say yeah. to that? It's just a joke. He can't deny it, but why would anyone take that personally? Because, you know, he's a multi-millionaire enjoying all these young women. Kudos uh, to him. I've always had a hypocrisy with that, right? In that you see these rock stars and big actors and stuff, well-known people, they'll be they'll have a new girlfriend who's 30, 40 years younger than themselves. Yeah. And... It makes the news and there's photographs of them together and things, but nothing sort of is said against it. It's all here he is with another young girl sort of yeah. thing. Like Rod Stewart did it for years. And yet, if the bloke round the corner was, you know, going out with a, a woman that was like 30 years younger, it would be fucking pervert, cradle yeah. snatcher, pedo. It, it's such a different standard. It's like if you've got money, you can basically do whatever you want. Yeah. But when you haven't... If anything, if you're dating someone that's younger than you and you don't have money, surely that's the same as dating anyone else. It means you found someone that you've, you know, you've gotten on with, you've clicked, you've 
decided to enter a relationship, as long as it's legal, I mean, who who really cares? But that that was probably one of the tamer jokes. All right, he mentioned Prince Andrew <laughs> in the next part, which which was hilarious. But that was that was quite mild. In fairness to DiCaprio, I mean, he's out of all the Hollywood actors, he seems to be pretty decent. He's quite relaxed. He knows that he's dating all these younger women. That that's his thing. He doesn't really. I don't know if he's ever been involved in some with these, some of the other people, but he that's his thing. He likes younger women. So fine, he's got the money to do it. Take the piss out of him a little bit. That's fine. He had a go at all those superheroes and the actors taking steroids, which they do. Mm. You see them, it, you know, three months before and three months after, and they're fucking huge. Did you think he was referring to The Rock, though? I think he was referring to The Rock. Um, he mentioned sort of a well-known... Celebrities, junkie of the year. I'm pretty sure he's referring to The Rock because there's no one bigger yeah, yeah. in Hollywood than him and the action movies he's in. I think he was referring to the likes of Chris Hemsworth and some of the people from the Marvel movies as well because you know they are freaks of nature as well. And he's absolutely right. That's all they do is take steroids and put a cape on, and then they act out mm. some of these some of these scenes. But the the Harvey Weinstein joke landed because a lot of people in that room have worked with Harvey for years and years and years. And I failed to think that they didn't know what he was involved in or what he was doing, but they just closed their eyes and didn't bother. Same as Jimmy Savile. Yeah. They all knew what was going on. They must have. And I think a lot of the women in the room may have been in relationships with him. They've spoke about it in the Me Too movement that he did this and he did that. But fundamentally, if, if you don't call it out at that point, I know it's very difficult to get into dodgy territory here of people being manipulated when they're younger and they don't necessarily know what's going on and so on and so forth. But you, if that happens and you go on to have a successful career and then you call him out at the end, I mean, did you have a successful career because you were willing to do those things? Maybe on a repeat basis, I don't know. You know, you have to be... You have to, I suppose you have to be very careful in what you say, but fundamentally, a lot of people were complicit with what he was doing, propelled their careers. The Me Too thing came out, and then they, they were criticizing him for what he's done when they've basically been at his side yeah. for decades. So you, you can't trust these people, and they shouldn't be put on pedestals and everyone admires them. At the end of the day, they're good actors, they're good filmmakers, they're good directors. They're just good at what they do. We don't worship business people or anyone else who excel in their field the no, same we way. No. We idolize these celebrities, but they're just as hip they're just hypocrites. They'll do whatever they want and say whatever they're told to say for money. They have no morals, most of them. They just they're in it for the paycheck. And you know, you shouldn't be idolizing them. Yeah, we don't we don't have big awards for uh well, there are awards actually for the, the industry we're in. But not to that sort of level where, you know, a fortune is spent and we get accolades and the press are knocking our door and no. everything. I, I've just had a mention in a newsletter that came out on Friday saying what a great job I've done. So that'll be in the next team meeting. For, was it the contract you work on? Yes. I wasn't going to say it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can see the look on my face. Yeah. Like, oh, don't say it. <laughs> That's pretty good. Cool. Yeah, that'll be mentioned. So so I'm a hero. I'm like a, like a DiCaprio of my... Uh, <laughs> we'll find the end one for you know. <laughs> but I mean, just, if they're going to do all those things, then be honest about it. You know, if they're going to date younger women, if they're going to do drugs, and they're going to do all this, that needs to be publicised so people can see 
what they're doing. We we shouldn't hide these things that we're doing. We shouldn't hide them and make them look like people that they aren't so children can idolize them. It's the same as movies and this music culture as well. Like you've got all these people who idolize Justin Bieber and he's a fucking degenerate. You know. Did you see oh no, you probably wouldn't have seen it yet, David Dobrik's video last night. I haven't put it out about 10 o'clock last night. He, he's done a similar thing before, but this time he's, he's done it with Kylie Jenner, but this time he's got uh, Bieber in his car, in his Tesla, and they've gone down by, I'm assuming it's a university or college, and they've got youngsters in the front seat saying, so what do you think of Justin Bieber then? And then they say, oh, we love him, we love him, he's such a lovely bloke, he's great or whatever. Uh, uh, is that right, Justin? And he's sitting in the back seat. And then they, ah, ah, they scream in and yeah, they yeah. do anything for him. Yeah, yeah. they are because this this one boy got in and he said, uh, David Dobrik said, "What what do you think of um, Justin Bieber?" And he said, "I love him." He said, "But his new single, Yummy, is not it." And then he just appears from the back seat and goes, "What's wrong with it?" <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> and the one guy, the last guy they showed, he got in and he said, um, "He said, what do you think of uh, uh, Justin Bieber?" He said, anything you'd want to say to him? He said, don't tell me he's sitting in the back of the car. He said, why would you think that? He said, because you're fucking David Dobrik. <laughs> <laughs> he said, and you're making a video with that. He appears from the back. He is in the back of the car. The guy knew that yeah, straight if, away. It's, if it's a David Dobrik video and he's asking about Justin Bieber, he's probably in the car. And he's a perfect example of what Hollywood does to you. He was an innocent young child making singing videos on YouTube. They found him. He became a millionaire or a multi-millionaire. And then a couple of years later, he becomes a bit of a degenerate. It's like, well, what do you expect? You shouldn't idolize this person. You've yeah. just given us, you've given a teenager $200 million. And now he's doing drugs, buying cars, crashing them, and he's causing chaos. It's like, what do you expect? If you give any teenager $200 million, they're going to go fucking ballistic. I would have bought a tiger. I'd be doing all <laughs> sorts of drugs. I'd be buying cars left, right, and center. I'd have my own airplane. I don't even like flying. I wouldn't go in it, but I'd have my own plane. Yeah. <laughs> I'd just turn it on just to waste some fossil fuels yeah. and get a bit of a dick. Yeah. I'd, be, I'd have a captain's outfit. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd taxi it up and down my private runway. I'd never take off in it, but I'd taxi up and down my You'd private runway. You'd have all runway. the service, people bringing you food and whatever, yeah. just going around. This is first class. <laughs> going around the airport. And, you know, in that sense, I don't blame him. I blame the industry for you know, for idolizing him. And then when he starts acting the way that any teenager mm. would, they chastise him then and say he's a horrible person. They just basically used him, chewed him up, and spat him back out. And it's disgusting. That's exactly what that industry is. And we shouldn't. So we started off talking about Veganuary, and now we've ended up with Justin Bieber's a dick. That's why I love these podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> It goes on a little trail of breadcrumbs and we don't know where it's going. It does. On that note, um, all the breadcrumbs are eaten and I'm going to knock it on the head. So we'll speak next week. Thank cool. you, Carl. Happy days. Take care. Ta-da.